Welcome to Inflection Point Moment. I'm Jeff Heyer-Jones. And I'm Rhonda Peterson. We're here today to talk tips, tricks, and resources for growth-oriented small business owners. So let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Hey, Rhonda. Now that we've just started off on quite the note today. Uh-huh. You know, perfect, uh, perfect time face with one second left to go. Someday you are going to get caught doing yeah. just saying that. <laughs> I'm going to totally get caught one of these times. And my uh, thing is that's going to end up being, I almost guarantee you, like the preview when it goes mm-hmm. up, then will be me making a face at you. But, you know, one way to look at this would be, that maybe people would click on it and go, what in the heck is that about? What is this? Yeah. That Who is that clown? But do you want to be known on the business platform as the person who has this, is sticking his tongue out in I, the preview? I, why not? What you, what you see is what you get with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, it's great to be here with you today, Jeff. And I see that we have our friends jumping on and actually not only jumping on with us, but letting us know they're here with us. So we've got Lisa Stroth and Gary Monty on with us already saying hi to everybody. That And they know each other, so they're saying hi to each other. It's just a very happy group today. It is. It's awesome. Because we're talking about finding your safe prey, safe place. Okay, Lisa, what do you agree with Jeff about? About that it's okay to, to you know, to making the faces and having fun. Somehow I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Hey, whatever. <sighs> you know, it's good. It's good to have fun. I have to agree with that. Not sure I want me sticking my tongue out to be the preview on a... <laughs> it's not you. It's usually me that's the one that's doing it before well, we... Uh, yeah, I don't do that. You're, I mean, not that I don't make faces, because I do make faces when I'm talking about things, but <laughs> never mind. Meanwhile, here we go. Today, we are talking about identifying safe places to process your emotions, because our topic for the month is being emotionally self-aware. <clears throat> and in order to become emotionally self-aware, one of the things you need to do is find a safe place to process through your emotions because as a leader, your team is not the place where you should be processing through the emotions. They don't need to see, I mean, they need to know you have emotions, but that initial, um, like, you know, losing it moment which realistically we all have them is not the space you want to be dealing with in front of your team. Because sometimes that initial freak out moment, um, you might say something you don't want to be said in front of your team. You might, um, you know, act in a way, in that moment, I know I'm the only person who just has a total freak out when something happens that is not good. Other people are totally under control, which is an absolute lie. 
if they're being realistic about their emotions. Yes, absolutely, Lisa. As a solopreneur, finding the people with whom to express your emotions helps you serve your clients better. And that's what we need to talk about today. So um, just for the record, Gary and Lisa are having a great time in the chat. And we, we keep an eye on that and we respond to what's said in the chat. If you are somebody else who's here with us and has not said hi yet, and you have a comment about something we say, please jump in, let us know you're with us. Um, Jeff and I can't type back to you, but that's okay, because we can talk to you. Yeah, we and, can. Yeah, and we do, right, Jeff? <laughs> yes, sometimes that safe space is a stall in the restroom. <laughs> Whatever it takes, Gary, go to the safe space. <laughs> um. Oh boy, that one just took me like right off the game. Where am I going? It's really interesting that Gary is talking about a physically safe space. And that is one definition to have a physically safe space where you can go. I mean, if you have an office that you can close the door and you need a few minutes with the door closed, go in the office and close the door. Or if you don't have that and you can deal with being silent while you're doing it then the stall in the restroom or maybe as the solopreneur i know gary's a consultant he might be at a client meeting and he needs a moment to gather himself because something has happened and his emotions have totally flooded his brain he has to process through that before he can effectively move forward with the client that may be that in that moment it's the stall in the restroom so that you can gather yourself, move from the feeling brain, the emotions that are coursing to your prefrontal cortex, which is where your thinking brain is, so that you can know how to take those emotional emotions and turn them into actions that are positive and move the process forward, as opposed to telling the client what's what. Right, Gary? Because we don't want to do that. <laughs> that doesn't work so well. <laughs> yeah, that's my car in the parking lots for absolutely. Oh, got to go get some coffee. Yeah. I love these techniques. They're really amazing. So we're talking about physical spaces in this convert in this chat that's going on, but there's also the emotional spaces of corner four people and. That's kind of where my brain goes in this process. It's um, my brain. Yes, there are definitely physical spaces where we can go, but there's also the people spaces, the community we build around us or the individuals that we can talk to. And we refer to that as corner for people, which is from um, Henry Cloud's book. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, something the other, I'm totally drawing a blank on that right this minute. We'll have to look that up and, and put it in the chat after we're done today. <clears throat> but corner four people build you up, they give you honest feedback, and they help you to grow to your highest potential. Those are the people you can be safe with to process the emotions. Um, 
because you can um, go to them and they'll be honest with you and you can figure out a way forward. Now, this isn't for, um, you know, a moment of somebody says something and you're thinking to yourself really seriously in the back of your head. <laughs> well, that took us. What did you say? Sometimes you say it out loud too. <laughs> really? Seriously? <laughs> well, and maybe you can say that to them and say, really seriously? Help me understand where you're coming from on that, which is legitimate in that moment. But if, but if the really seriously was the tip of the iceberg for what was going on in your head, then you might want to back it off for a minute and go find the stall in the restroom, the car in the parking lot, or a coffee. Obviously, you can't do it right in that very second. <laughs> that doesn't work. But you find ways. And this is why emotional self-awareness is important beyond that. Oh, yeah, meditation techniques diaphragmatic breathing very consciously in that moment so you're taking your brain away from the freak out that's going on in your in the back of your head where the emotions are firing like crazy and you're moving your attention to a different space in your body Gary yeah. someday we'll have to have you come on with us and talk about some of these techniques you use in the moment that would be a really um um fascinating it would be a really fascinating conversation. And Lisa says, you know, sometimes your face says it all for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can tell stories. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm with you on that, Lisa. Yeah. At times my face says more than the words can even say coming out of my mouth. Yes, exactly. Actually, I got caught one time in um, ninth grade. Yeah, um, I was in Latin class. Not that I'm dating myself by saying I talk Latin. It was um, like 10 years ago, right? I'm sorry? It was only 10 years ago? Approximately 10, yes. Because they teach Latin in a lot of schools right now. Um, but my boyfriend was out in the hallway and making faces at me through the window in the classroom door. And the teacher could tell that something was up because of the look on my face. And I got busted for it. So <laughs> kind of got to watch that. We're not going to say how many years later it is, but I still have that same issue. <laughs> You can read things on my face really easily. Anyway, so um, wanted to share a different kind of a story. I was not anticipating sharing that story, but I wanted to share a different story about someone who was a client of mine, and she's okay with me telling this story, but she is an introvert. And so when she prepares something she prepares it completely and fully and really doesn't necessarily go and get feedback on it and doesn't anticipate that somebody's going to make a contribution or feedback or, hey, you should add this to her presentation. That was the learning that she had to make, you know, and she was moving into a new role. And so her supervisor, she brings this, presentation that she thinks is complete, fully done. This is perfect the way it is. Okay, maybe for perfect is a loose use of the term, but this is this is done. I don't have to mess with this anymore. I'm checking it off my list. And then the supervisor wanted to give feedback on the presentation that she had created. Well, the client got really exasperated 
Yeah, that's a feeling word. There's an emotion. Exasperated is an emotion. That's like frustrated way up here. And she had already put her all her thoughts down and I have it clear. And now this person wants to change everything. Uh, what? Surprise. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> You have never experienced this, right? No, I used to uh, have a boss years ago that could edit a stop sign. <laughs> so yeah, I've been there. Yeah, that's, uh, mm -mm -mm. I think you need a comma mm -hmm. in the stop sign. <laughs> yeah. SEO comma P, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, that needs uh, to be a little bit lighter. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So she brought this to her coach, who was me, obviously, and we had to work through her feelings and what was behind that frustration she had with her supervisor, which we eventually figured out was her introvert thought process of, I'm going to do all my thinking, put it all down on paper and give you a completed project. An extrovert would not necessarily think of it that way. And this is not judging introverts or extroverts. It's just a statement of how your brain works and how you do your best work. So how could she open up her perspective with this person that she trusted, but she couldn't get comfortable with giving her feedback in this situation? Well, it took some time, but she identified what was behind her emotions and what was the story that her emotions we're telling her. So this emotional self-awareness has a lot of depth to it, right? Yeah. She had to figure out how she could change her thoughts about this and recognize that the supervisor was providing value and feedback to support her growth as a leader. So really what this supervisor was trying to do was create a safe space for my client to grow, but the client couldn't see that this was a safe space. But then Several years later, when she was in a national leadership role with the nonprofit that she was part of, this perspective of what can I learn from the feedback instead of why is this person trying to ch change my hard work? Because that's a very different way of coming into the discussion. Two very different mindsets. Oh, <laughs> night and day. That helped her to identify and manage her emotions by working through it again with her coach, me. So her safe space in this situation was the coach that she worked with. So your safe space can be either a person or it can be a community. <clears throat> or it can be literally a space where you go to once you've got your, once you, um, are comfortable with your emotional self-awareness and you feel confident in that. And there are some of us, especially as an extrovert, as an external processor, I need to talk to somebody else about it. I would argue that even an internal processor, which translates to introvert, because introversion, extroversion means how do you process information? Even an introvert will benefit from having people that are a safe space where they can process. Because sometimes the story you're telling yourself needs to be modified. 
sometimes the story you're, you're telling yourself is not the real situation that's going on because the story you're telling yourself is colored by the emotions you're feeling. They don't like me. They're out to get me. The person who wanted to edit a stop sign. I'm sure the first time that they wanted to edit a stop sign, you went back to your office and were a little frustrated. Yes. And especially when the second set of edits came and it was back to the almost the original version that they saw. You know, sometimes that cycle would be like, dear Lord, here we go again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I will say there were things that I learned from that. You know, there were things I tend to be a little wordy in bullet points. You know, they wanted them very short, not wrapping the second line, you know, just nuances, right? That aren't the way that I typically communicate, but it's like, you know, I think it, it made me put together better presentation decks over time. Yeah. Once I got out of that, oh my gosh, here we go. I think that this is final because we've changed it four different times and we're on revision number five and we're going to go back to one of the four previous versions with words again. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. I'm, I bet Lisa could tell some stories about when she's done some of the voiceover work that she's done and the scripts that they have to work through before they get to the voiceover or maybe even they've done the voiceover and they listen to it and they're like, mm, I think we need to change this to say X. So, yes. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, we were talking about that it can be a community or it can be a person, it but somebody outside yourself who can give you a different perspective, who can provide feedback and um, they help you grow to a higher level of potential to your highest potential, actually, if this person is someone who's in your life and their role is looking out for your best interests, because that's what a corner four person is. Yeah. So, oh, this is interesting. Gary always has something. Um, besides introversion and extroversion, which is Jungian, there's a function called extroverted thinking. TE and it is needed at times to get around being stuck internally. Hear yourself talk with a trusted person. Yes, because you're hearing what you're saying. And in that hearing it, you're going to be like, huh? <laughs> this really doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the moment when you want to really be in a safe space as opposed to with the person who is your, um, well, the person who's your challenge. So let's just call it that. <laughs> I was phrase it that way. That's a nice said, way. I'm sorry, say that again? That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, I, yes. I, that's because the word that is I really want to say won't come to me. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> um, part of the getting stuck can be introverted thinking by being ourselves and getting nowhere. Yeah like the vicious cycle of my thinking is this. Yep. Um, and there's a place for both um, the extroverted thinking and the introverted thinking. Both things are valuable. You just have to know when. And when it's your voice, Lisa says, and when it's your voice, that's your service. It can be challenging not to take feedback personally. I have no doubt 
I don't know, Lisa, that I could do what you do. So, um, oh, she has her sister as one of the people who can be her corner four person. Her sister will ask her, did they really say that? Was this a real conversation or did you make it up in your head and project it into the process? So Lisa, my question to you, if you can answer back in the chat is, are there times when they really did say that, but what you hear them saying is not necessarily how they want you to hear what they're saying, if that makes any sense. So somebody can say to you, you know, I think we need this to be a little more emphatic. I don't know. I, I have no idea what they're saying to her. Um, and you hear that as, well, you just don't like how I'm saying things in my tone of voice or whatever way you would interpret that as opposed to they just want it to be emphasized more and they're the client dad gum it they're the client so yeah okay yes she says that's absolutely the truth so um i i kind of wrote down some criteria for what the space looks like in the safe space the people that are in your space Sorry, let me say this again because I'm not being clear. I apologize. <clears throat> Regardless of the number of people in your safe place, there are some criteria for what... Oh, gosh. What the heck just happened? You're still with us. Thank God. Because my computer just went completely black. But as long as I'm still with you, I'll keep talking. We <laughs> hear you. Okay, good. So can you see me? We can. Okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> All right, so this is the criteria for what this place looks like. Number one, this, the people there, they are for you. They do not have skin in your game, meaning this is why your safe place as a leader is not the people on your team, because your team has skin in your game. Um, your spouse has skin in your game because they are... Um, counting on the income from your business. But if it's, okay, Lisa used the example of her sister. Her sister does not have skin in the game. Her sister is out only for the best for her. Um, they give you honest feedback, both positive and negative. They build you up. They're not there to say, you are a loser. How could you ever Think of something so insane. This is a stupid idea. No, that is not what they're saying. They help you grow to your highest potential. I said that earlier. And you feel safe enough to listen to their perspective and open to learning from the situation in their presence. That is so critical because there are some people in this world who really feel that they should be able to give you feedback and that you should take all their feedback and implement it, but if they're not a safe place for you to gain feedback from them, they're not a safe place, period. End of the sentence. You know, we're not editing the stop sign. They are not a safe place, regardless of the fact that they think they can give you feedback. That's when you have to evaluate the feedback and decide whether it's something you want to follow up on or not but they're not your safe space. So 
That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Good. Um, Are you back? Can you see yourself now? I can't see myself at all. The um, screen is black. Gary had mentioned that this was a safe space, Rhonda. Um, Thank you, Gary. Camera went out or computer or whatever you've got going on. I Ooh. now can see again. Okay. You've I can been, see again. You've been cured. I don't know what. It's a Windows computer. What can you say? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. I have no idea what that was all about, but it was a one weird thing. I literally, my laptop had a black screen. The monitor had a black screen. It's a good thing this is a safe space because otherwise we would have been in a world of hurt. Yeah. So there was someone who posted a comment. Jim posted a comment um, in the event um, invitation on LinkedIn. And he made a comment about wanting to learn about how to create a safe space. So I'm just going to spend, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> you and Jeff switch to Mac. Yeah. Well, if, if we've got to make an investment at this point, I may have to do that. But I mean, I've been working her for a few months to just make the switch already. You got an iPhone, you got an iPad, you're like almost there, two thirds of the way. This is true. Well, I really hope at this point in the game that I don't have to buy a new computer, but we'll see where the world, we'll see how things go. Anyway, creating the safe space. How do you, how do you figure out where your safe space needs to be? How do you, how do you create that safe space? And I will say that next week, we're going to talk about creating a culture of emotional awareness. And so that's talking about making your business a safe space. But how do you, as the leader, as the business owner, create the safe space for you in your executive space? And you need to think about who needs to be in there. There are a couple ways you can do that. You can think about who are the people in my world that I know I can trust in that way, that meet the criteria that I just talked about a minute ago, that they're for you, but they don't have skin in the game, that they um, give you honest feedback, both positive and negative, and that they are, they are, you know, you're not just your biggest cheerleader, but they're honest cheerleaders for you. And who are those people? So you can either find a friend that you're willing to do that back and forth with. And I have a couple of friends from that standpoint that we are not inside each other's businesses, but we can speak that to each other. <clears throat> Certain people that, you know, get text messages from me. <laughs> hey, what about this? What do you think of that? <laughs> Jeff, yeah. for instance. Um, the other option is to either find or create a community of people that are like-minded where you, that are, these kinds of communities are designed to be a safe space for a business owner. The Inflection Point Hub would be an example of that type of a safe space because it's designed for that purpose. Yeah. So it's something that could happen organically, but most likely you're gonna to have to be very intentional because the organicness of it might be connecting to the people but then the intentionality is saying, hey, 
you know, there are times when I need to process things and I, I need to have somebody give me feedback on it. Are you willing to do that with me in a reciprocal way? Yeah. Yeah. Gary says, stay humble. That promotes emotional honesty. Which employees will pick up on? That is so true. We're going to go a lot deeper into that next week. But yes, staying humble, not think, oh my gosh, please don't think you have all the answers. Please do not think you have all the answers. Say that again. None of us do. No. And quite frankly, I don't know about you, but I don't want to have all the answers. That's. This is too much, not enough uh, willpower back here to have yeah. the answer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and I don't have to be an expert in everything because there are other people who be, can be experts in things that I'm not. Like, for instance, systems and <laughs> like, for instance, systems and processes. I'm sorry, Lisa just said something. <laughs> she said, what? What you mean? I can't be an expert in everything. No, none of us are an expert in everything. So that whole well-rounded idea that we used to think was going to be the case, that's completely unrealistic. A team is well-rounded. An individual has an area that they're best at. So stay in that space. Yeah. No, Lisa, you don't have all the answers, nor do I. Nor does Jeff, nor does Gary, or anybody else who happens to listen to this. You have an area where you are an expert, where you're a subject matter expert, or you are a person who has expertise in an area, but no one has all the answers. And who wants to do that anyway? That is true. Life is too short. I talked a lot today, Jeff. Even though I couldn't see myself for part of the time, I still talked a lot. It was impressive. And there was no funny faces other than like at first with the confused, like what just happened? My whole screen's black. (laughs) Yeah, that was not confusion. That was panic. (laughs) On can we hear? Actually, I thought, oh my gosh, am I completely disconnected from the internet? And the live stream just went black. Whoa. Yes, Gary, that is so true. For a company to grow, there's a need to embrace what we were just saying about you can't be an expert in everything. You need to stay in your area of expertise and allow others to come around you. That's how you build the team that can take your company to the next level. Because growth gets stifled if you think that you're the person who has their answer to every problem. Oh, dear God. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, okay, I'm just going to say it this way. So I know that one thing that I have definitely gotten more and more and more attuned to and aware of is I'm not the expert in everything. I don't need to be, and I don't care to be. The older I get, the more I lean into that. What do you think, Gary? What do you think, Lisa? Is, is that how you guys see it too? You guys, use guys. Is that how you see it too? <laughs> and I, w- I would have to ask Jeff, but he's so young, you know. <laughs> oh, I thank you. Certainly. No, I, I would say I would totally agree with that. 
you know, I think even early on starting the business, I tried to do a little bit of everything. You know, I've gotten to the point where there's still some things I'm doing because A, it's interesting or B, it's kind of, I'm learning, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. it's stuff that I don't want to do long-term. Um, and once that stuff that, you know, I'm learning enough, you know, for example, we've talked about this bookkeeping. You know, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, just, I was trying to really understand the process and then messed a few things up and realized I didn't want to spend the time trying to figure out how to fix it. So I hired someone to just fix it and take care of it every month. Yeah. You know, and it's not that I can't do it or that I didn't learn to understand how things should look when I get reports every month. It's just, mm-hmm. I want to spend time there. I learned enough to understand what it should look like yeah. and to know a little bit about how it works on the, the back end of what comes out on those reports, but I don't have to do it anymore. And I don't want to do it. You're right. And, and quite frankly, that's wisdom to not invest your time in things that really they're a drain. You, here we go. Energizers and drains. They're, they drain you. They're not your area of expertise. Hand that off. Yes. Hand that off to somebody for whom it is an area of expertise and focus your time on places where you can make a bigger difference. Keeping track of your numbers is something that, I mean, obviously you need to be, you are responsible for your numbers, but the tracking process can be handed off. Gary says, arrogance is a business killer. Yes, this is true. And it takes real strength to risk being vulnerable. And that is another thing that is really true. It takes strength to say, that is not my area of expertise. We need to talk to somebody else who is much better at that part than I am. We talked to Jeff about processes and systems. Not that I don't understand that processes and systems are valuable, but that's not where I make the biggest difference. Yeah. And Jeff's making the biggest difference isn't in the executive coaching space. He understands what I'm doing in that, but it's not. that's not where he spends his time, which is good because that's why both of us, you know, create value and add value, right? Yeah, in just different ways. Absolutely. Well, here we are. And next week, as I said earlier, we're going to talk about establishing a company culture of emotional self-awareness so that not just the leader, but the team can understand and identify their emotions so that everybody can manage through it together and we don't have all this backbiting stuff going on. unhealthy we don't want to go there yeah absolutely this was awesome and i do have to you know say round of applause to gary and lisa today for joining us and being so active in the chat because yes fantastic Mm -hmm. it really adds i I think a lot to these when we have folks that are engaging with us and you know we can kind of go with go with the flow and and bring others in through their comments and our discussion so thank you gary and lisa this week Absolutely. Take care. Thanks for sticking with us. And we will see you next week. Yeah. See you then. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to Inflection Point Moment. I'm Jeff Hire jones And I'm Rhonda Peterson. 
We're here today to talk tips, tricks, and resources for growth-oriented small business owners. So let's jump in.